On today's Locked On NBA, which teams in the NBA will change the most in the standings? Who got the best? Who got the worst? Which teams are going to change the most? And a ton of counted up. So much interesting stuff in the NBA. Let's talk all about it on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. No paywalls. We're on YouTube. We're on podcast platforms. We're everywhere. Go check us out on YouTube at Locked On NBA. Comment below, which team do you think got the best? Which teams will change the most in the standings? Which team will rise the most? Which team will fall the most? Let us know in the comment section below. And joining me, as always on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls, what you got for me, Pat the Designer? Tony E's skincare routine really made him look a lot different. (laughs) (laughs) Dyed the hair, changed the background a little bit. Yeah, cameras. Cameras a little uh, bit smoother. Not bad. (laughs) And I think I (laughs) I raised my voice octave once, I think. (laughs) Uh, thanks to Tony for taking over for me while I was gone, but we're back. The boys on Thursday are back. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today because a lot of teams in the NBA have changed. Like there's there's some te- there's teams that added things. There's not a lot of teams that just kind of stayed pat to yeah. use the to use that phrase that that apt phrase. Let's talk about the teams today that changed the most that are gonna move them like that are gonna rise up in the standings next season the most. Let's start with those teams and then we'll start with the team and then we'll go with the teams that are going to move down in the standings. Those ones are kind of those ones are easier, I think, because yeah. some of those stand out. A lot easier. And then we got a ton of counted up today. Uh Shaq had a really interesting comment about Kevin Durant, about being a leader. Um DeMar DeRozan, the one-year anniversary of him being the worst move of the offseason. We'll talk about that. Um and Serge Ibaka shared a skincare routine and uh there's <laughs> just counted up always has the most interesting fun things in the NBA that we'll count up later. Let's start with this. I have five teams in the NBA that I think will rise the most in the standings. Tell me if you have if you're gonna add any others, and then let's talk about and figure out which one of these is gonna rise the most. Timberwolves, Clippers, Blazers, Hawks, Nuggets. Now that's four Western Conference teams, but I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a team in the Eastern Conference besides the Hawks that added DeJounte Murray that are going to rise as much as some of these other teams. Is there, am I missing any teams that you think are going to move up in the standings the most? Uh, I'd I'd give you two. Um, One that for sure is interesting to me, just based on health, Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that they'll be a lot tougher Mm. this season. I mean, I guess, I guess the 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 easy one to say is if you keep Kevin Durant and Kyrie together and they actually decide to play a season that they might move up in the standings a little bit. Well, what's the phrase? Have, what's the phrase? If ifs ifs was a fifth, if, then we'd all get drunk. Like, we'd all be drunk. Yeah. If it was, we'd a all fifth, be thinking the be world drunk. was flat. If we took that. Yeah. Many. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um. The the only other team the the Brooklyn Brooklyn's a fringe. We don't know what that is, right? I would wow. say Cleveland. I think is a team that definitely is a threat to move up. Really like what they have in uh, uh, Evan Mobley and the Jared Allen uh, combination. I think Darius Garland's a real difference maker i think they kind of got to figure out uh what karis lavert is on that team and that might be their weakest link right now but uh i think that they're a team that's definitely a threat to move up in the east as well and my western conference team dog uh did you not say new orleans 
No, no love for New Orleans there. To no love for the to move up the most. Like so, okay. So I guess last year they were, they were thirty six and forty six. Yeah, that they're worse than I, I really thought that they that's were. That's a that's year. a long way that's to really, go. That's a good one. That's a good. I one. think I think they if healthy now right if, again here we go if if was a fifth we'd all be drunk <laughs> but if healthy I think they're a top five team in the Western Conference because Ooh. if healthy they have a dude on their team that. Uh, um, shoots above 60% from the field and averages 20, 28 points a game. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so if healthy, Oh, by the way, and we added uh CJ McCollum to him. Who's uh who's like the target version of Dame Willard, oh, right? Like, like it's not, it's not the exact brand, but target version. Pelicans are a really good one, but it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to look at some of these teams because once you get to the top, like the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves finished, seventh they were 46 and 36 they finished seventh they add rudy gobert yep. how much more are they going to rise considering that we think the nuggets are going to rise and the clippers are probably going to be right back up there the clippers rise the most to me they're eighth in the nba they're eighth in the west last year 42 yeah. and 40 that team is rising the most like i don't know if there's another team that i could consider rising the most spots because they're going to get Kawhi back they're getting paul george back their teams their team's almost too deep uh i'm buying i'm buying them now there's all kinds of ifs with them too. Like, like take yeah. another take another shot for yeah. how many ifs the Clippers have. But I think they're moving the most spots up. The other team I think that can move the most spots up is the Blazers. The Blazers were 13th in the West last year with tons of injuries, and they were. Yeah, I, I they, guess you got. They tanked got the whole bottom out. They 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 pulled that rug out from under themselves. They added Jeremy Grant, Damian yeah. Lillard back. Like the Anthony Simons, they signed him. Like I don't know if they'll move up a. They'll move up like into the top five, top six in the West, but going from yeah. 13 to like, you know, 500 would, would like drop, like they would rise up five spots. Which team do you think rises up more? The Clippers or the Blazers from their, their respective spots? I would go, I'd go Clippers, right? Because I think the Clippers really have a chance to be the best team in the Western Conference next year. I think they got to figure some things out at that point guard position, in my opinion, right? I I don't like the individuality. Yeah, that, that, that the the guy that you're not listen, feeling John Wall. I love John Wall, and I think John Wall was an excellent point guard on the Washington Wizards, but the Washington Wizards was six years ago. Whew. That's a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, right, like John Wall, one, I wouldn't even mess with the chemistry because you don't know if John Wall is going to remain healthy after all this time. I wouldn't even mess with the chemistry of what Reggie Jackson has going with Paul George already. But I think that's the biggest question mark among everything for me, right? Like when we've seen Kawhi, PG, and a point guard be on the floor, and it just didn't look real fluid to me. So for me, right, like I would say the solution here is we watch PG play point guard in that playoff run uh, that they essentially had yeah, and Reggie Jackson played a little more off and it looked really good. I would let PG play the point guard and allow Kawhi to play off ball instead of coming down and kind of having that. Okay. Kawhi, it's your turn to dominate. Okay. PG, it's your turn to dominate, get more of a system in there again. Right. I don't, we didn't really get to see it with Tyron Lou though. I will, I will give the caveat to that, mm. but I would say that they're the team I see rising the most outside. I just think the Blazers, they didn't really like, they didn't do much to me. Like you, you re-signed guys. You had the biggest thing you did was, Hope that Dame Lillard's going to be 100% healthy next season. Oh, they added Jeremy Grant. I, that's a real add. That, yeah. That's maybe the best wing that they've had since Nick Batum, right? Like, they just haven't had any good wings in a long time. And I, I think 
And they added Gary Payton the second. We should, we should mention that one. I think that's a good ad for them that, as well. You know what? I take it. That's a really good move. I take it back. That's a good move. And me. they're going to try this year, probably. They did not. This is true. They, this team was playing some of the worst starting lineups I think I've ever seen in the NBA last year. Like they would come into the AAC to play the Mavs, and I would look at the starting lineup and go, who is that? Like, yeah. I, I covered the NBA. It's my job. Like, I, I'm on Lockdown NBA. I do Lockdown Mavs. Daily shows, like, daily watching the league. And there's guys yeah. on the Blazers starting lineup I didn't know at certain points in the season last year. My, that, that, my I, favorite thing about watching the Blazers games last year was being like, what? Wasn't that guy on the Bulls two weeks ago? <laughs> what, wasn't, that, wasn't he in Knicks a week ago? What? What just? Where? How did he get here? You got Lillard, Josh Hart, Gary Payton, Simons, Jeremy Grant, yeah. Nurkic is back. Like, like they just have some Nas Little. Like they have some some good pieces. And if it all stays healthy, and they all stay together. Then like, they're going to be better than 13th. That's my they'll only be thing is they're going to yeah. be better than where they were. No, they'll they'll be better. Be a but 500 I mean, team. You, you got to think eight. Well, well, how far was it from eighth seed to the second seed last year? I mean, there was a gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huge gap. Um, so, I mean, like you might even see, I'll say this, right. You might see similar improvement from both teams, but just getting to that's what, the previous spot before is the spot. Right. So like, that's why it's I a good see, question. <laughs> you know what I mean, interesting, interesting. Let us know in the comment section below, which team you think will rise the most in the standings next year. The Hawks are, is another team we, I, we should mention as well. They just like, kind of pooped the bed last year. They add DeJounte yeah. Murray. Hopefully that yeah. settles their backcourt up a little bit. They're still just as deep as they were. Hopefully some of their pieces bounce back like from you know some of the down years they had last year. They become a better team, and they, they jump up a bunch. But that top of the East is tough. It's tough to break into that. Um, coming up, let's get into some of the teams that will fall the most. These are a little bit easier because some of them are obvious. There are a couple that are not <laughs> as obvious, and I'll tell you who those teams are coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines in sports. They have odds and lines for – oh, I did this with, with Isaac on Lockdown Mavs. Let me do it with you. Here um, we go. The NBA championship. There are four – no, there are five teams – Oh, they added a sixth one. There's no, oh my God. There's there's five teams at the bottom that are plus 50,000 to win the championship. Plus 50,000. Which one of these teams do you think has the best chance to win the championship? Five teams at the bottom that are plus 50,000 to win the championship. So you put down 100 bucks, you win $50,000 if one of these teams wins the title. Which one would you put 100 bucks down on? Pistons? Am I just. Oh, okay. You're going to give them to me. I was like, am I just guessing? Pistons, Pacers, Thunder, Magic, Spurs. I would say the Pistons probably have the best odds. With Cade, yeah. yeah. Thunder, too, I think could be there. There's one team now. This wasn't the same as yesterday. There's a team now with plus 100,000 odds to win the title. And if you live down the street from me in Houston, Texas, maybe think about putting down ten dollars or hundred dollars on your houston rockets on bet online plus one hundred thousand to win the nba title <laughs> insane odds go check it out all kinds of other stuff they don't have just nba they have baseball they have hockey they have football oh training camp the cowboys are in oxnard baby go check out all that stuff on bet online 
All right, Pat, we're getting into the teams that will change the most in the standing next year. We're talking about the teams that will rise the most, the Clippers, the, the Blazers. One of those two teams will probably rise the most in the standings, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves. Now let's look at some of the teams that will fall the most, that will fall from their place in the standings. And let's start with the most obvious one, those Utah Jazz. Um, even, even before the Donovan Mitchell trade happens, which we think will happen, I think that team will fall the most because they were fifth in the West last year. And I just, between trading Rudy Gobert, losing, or the Denver Nuggets getting better, the Pelicans rising up, the Timberwolves getting better, the Clippers going to be better. Maybe the Lakers are, are, are better next year. Like there's just too many teams I think that will rise above them that that team I think will fall the most. I agree. There's another I, team though. I, I think that that's gonna be that that's gonna be a, a weird situation, right? Because with Utah, it's like even if they keep Donovan Mitchell, I look at that team and I'm like, so it's just Donovan Mitchell shooting all the shots again. Like Well and the thing is about them, they still have like a decent supporting <laughs> cast around him. Like they do though. It's, it's Bogdanovich, it's you know, they traded Rose O'Neal, but like they, they still have some decent guys around him. Conley, Clarkson, um it's it's just it's like I'm it's okay. Here's my thing, right? I I'm I'm the weird guy in the group that I look at Donovan Mitchell's game and I say I wouldn't want that kind of guy on my team because clearly he's not getting the rest of his team involved. We've seen that he doesn't pass the ball nearly enough. He doesn't he's not about a team style game and I think when you're trying to win the big one, right? You need more of that team style game and I think that he's had players on his team that could have provided that for him. And granted I don't know if being in Quinn Snyder's system is the reason that he was like that, right? He could be completely different in somebody else's system. But I just don't feel – I didn't feel good about that Utah Jazz team when you guys were playing them. Like, I looked Madison. at them and I was like, they're a playoff team because Rudy Gobert keeps blocking everybody's shots. <laughs> I like how it was always like, it's always Rudy Gobert's the reason they're going to lose in the playoffs. And now it's like Rudy Gobert's the reason why they're going to fall in the standings is what we talk about. Yeah, uh, the I, other team, I, I think they, that'll, that will give them a run for their money for the team that will fall the most. Another team in Texas, the San Antonio Spurs. That team was 10th in the West last year, 34 wins. They trade DeJounte Murray. They don't get better at yeah. all. They don't add it really anything. They get younger. Not. They get younger even. They're looking at the guy in, in France, Victor Wimanyama. They're like, hey, that guy could be our next Duncan, could be our next Robinson, be our next Kawhi. Which team falls more, the the Jazz from five or the Spurs from ten? <laughs> jazz from five. If the Jazz trade Donovan Mitchell, then yes, 100%. Like, there's just – that team is just going all yeah. the way to the bottom. And and it's right. It's, it's at that point, right, like – you're starting to move on from some of that supporting cast as well, right? Like I wouldn't yeah. think that you you would want to hold on to Patrick Beverly. There's value in a Patrick Beverly. He you add him to a championship level team. There's a lot of teams that would look at a Pat Bev. Like there's there's other value on that team. Like you said, that supporting cast is nice. So I feel like they would like <laughs> they oh. would give the Spurs a run for their money with their tank job. <laughs> like that, yeah, that's what it would become. Oh, and you think that, we think at least I think the Mavericks hope that they're going to have some kind of fire sale after they trade Donovan Mitchell, right? Like you mentioned, Beverly, Conley, Clarkson, yeah. Beasley, Bogdanovich. They probably keep Jared Vanderbilt, the youngest of that group, but even him, like I don't know if anybody is safe at this point. Um, is Walker Kessler safe? The rookie, like 
I don't know how much they want to to like rebuild and how much they believe in some of those guys they got from Minnesota. Yeah. So it's interesting that that those two are going to be tough. Who falls? Who, let us know in the comments below who falls more, the Jazz from number five, or the Spurs from number ten. A couple other teams I think that could fall a, a little bit on their on their side of things. This team is tough because they didn't they didn't finish that high, but the Charlotte Hornets are kind of a low key team that I think will will fall because Miles Bridges, we don't know what's going to go happen with him. I'm going to guess he doesn't play all of next year, right? And then that's a big loss for them. And their center situation went from questionable to like, okay, I guess we're going to do, I guess Mark Williams is our answer. A rookie, a rookie center. Like it's just going to be a, it's going to be a learning curve. Not that he's a bad center or anything like that. It's just going to be a learning curve for them with LaMelo and new coach bringing back Steve Clifford. Like maybe Steve Clifford brings the, the little like defensive boost that he seems to bring to some of these teams that only last like two years. But I just think that team is, is going to fall a little bit. I think that team is going to fall quite a bit. Uh, I I think because of what we talked about with other teams getting better in the Eastern conference and teams that can move up. Right. Like I think that Char- Charlotte's team, when I watched them in the playoffs last year, all you saw was, LaMelo making passes, the wide open guys that was falling right in their hands and missed shots. And so I said, well, going into this offseason, they've got to prioritize and finding at least one shooter. Like you need a big man for sure. You'll get that in the draft, but you got to prioritize finding at least somebody that can knock down a three point shot. You didn't want to bring uh, a bridges back before the incident happened. And now you're absolutely not bringing him back, but y- you didn't want to bring him back before the incident happened. He was the one guy that could shoot somewhat on that team. And you didn't get LaMelo any shooter. Like it's 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 mind boggling to me that that on a team with a great point guard that can also score the ball, you're putting them out there with a bunch of dudes that just can't knock down shots. What's that like? <laughs> welcome to well, welcome to welcome multiple to, teams, welcome, honestly. Welcome, welcome to, Mavs, to the Lakers. The Mavs welcome three years ago. <laughs> it's the Mavs three years ago. The Lakers are definitely like that. I was listening to Lockdown Lakers. They did a Lockdown Lakers Warriors crossover, and he's like. Yeah. And Brian Kamenetsky was like, you know, LeBron's the best shooter on this team. And they start yes. going, they start going through the roster and they're like, well, what about Austin Reeves? He goes, you know, Austin Reeves shot 33% from three last yeah. year. And he starts going down the list and you're like, oh, dang, that's the, he, LeBron's yeah. the best shooter on that team. But yeah, well, I, I, he's deadly when he looks at the palm of his hand and then puts <laughs> it up. That is the most, that is the worst, hey, most dangerous shot of all time. As long as he's only seeing one rim, right? As long as it's yeah. not three yeah. rims. Aim for the one in the middle. The other team, I think, that could fall a little bit, and I know this is going to seem like I'm just being uh, <laughs> a hater in the Western Conference in the Southwest Division. I think the Grizzlies have a chance to fall. Um, I think the Grizzlies, Great. the Grizzlies caught some lightning in a bottle last year. They, a lot of their success was in transition, defensively getting stops. They lose Kyle Anderson. They lose DeAnthony Melton. They're going to be without Jaron Jackson Jr. for a little while in the season. Yep. Like, there's just a chance for them. Like I, I know a lot of their fans are just lamenting that they didn't the roster didn't get better. And so yep. I think that there's a chance for them to fall too, especially since they had such a good season last year. I mean, number two in the West, and you're you're thinking, all right, well, the Nuggets will be better than them. The Pelican or the Clippers will be better than them. Like you can even talk yourself into just some of these other teams. The Warriors will be better than them because think about the Warriors like run of injuries last year. Like yeah. just because they had such a good season last year, I think they could fall. No, 100%. I, I agree with you. I, and I'm a, I am a Ja Morant fan. A lot of people don't know me and me and my co-host on the Breeze, P-Kid. Uh, we're going at it. 
over Anthony Edwards or John Morant. So when they met in the playoffs, we were mm. loving it. And, I, yeah. and John Morant came out victorious, and I loved it. And then they got Rudy Gobert, and the Grizzlies did nothing. And I looked, and I had to go, wow, <laughs> they're definitely going to be better than the Grizzlies next year. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love what John Morant's game is, but without Jaron Jackson, that takes away a lot of his ability to – uh, 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 get downhill where where you've got that big on the wing that's able to space things out yes. to get that big man out of there. Stephen Adams isn't going to do that for you. You Brandon traded Clark's it. not going to do that. Brandon Clark's not going to do that for you. You lost Kyle Anderson, who was who was just consistent for mm-hmm. you the entire season. I I think the Grizzlies got worse. Now here's the thing, right? I don't think they fall out of playoff contention. No, no. But I do believe that they'll. I think next season they'll go from a two seed to somewhere around a six or seven seed. I, they just didn't get better. And there's a lot of teams in the Western conference that we already named that did. Yeah. Let us know in the comment section below. What do you think? Let us know on Twitter at uh, Nick Van Exit at Pat, the designer on Twitter and coming up, let's count it up. Our favorite count it up segment of the week. We'll count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. Shaq has something to say about KD. Uh, NBA executives last year had something to say about DeRozan. Darvin Ham has something to say about Westbrook. We'll talk about all that coming up. All right, Pat. We've been talking about the teams in the NBA that are getting the getting better, getting worse, that are going to move up in the standings. Now let's talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA in... Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. Count it. Shaquille O'Neal was talking about Kevin Durant and he had a great quote. You can go read it. It's everywhere. (laughs) But the part that stuck out to me about Kevin Durant and about his trade request from the Brooklyn Nets, Shaq said, when you put a house together, you as a leader should make it work. You as a leader should make it work. So how how many times did Shaq not make it work, Pat? First off, was that Shaq? That was my Shaq. Or is that like great value Mufasa right there? What was that? (laughs) Simba, remember who you are. Yeah, yeah, that's what it turned into halfway through. Uh, How many times the leader did Shaq not make it work? At least one major time. Um, I don't count Orlando. I I don't count Orlando Shaq. No, no, no. Because he went out. They didn't give him as much money. But the the Kobe Shaq one, like that is – that to me w- was leadership. Like even as That's much it. as Kobe was an ass, right? We know this. Like he was a, not the greatest teammate. Those guys didn't see eye to eye, but he wanted out of there. He asked for a trade. And I, I don't get calling out somebody when you kind of did the same thing. Like here's, here's the thing that I will give Shaq credit on and that. And I was going to go the same way with that one. Um, but Shaq did win. So there is that to go into a part of it, right? Him and Kobe won. I think you can argue that Shaq was really kind of the focal point during that first championship as well. So, so like Shaq got the job done, wanted what Kevin Durant's big money kind of like that. And LA wasn't going to give it to him. Kevin Durant is making Shaq level demands and he hasn't been out of the second round yet. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. So, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I get yeah, Shaq's right. point on it, but like, I, at the same time, it, it, glass houses, it, don't go throwing stones out here, Shaq. Cause I, I feel like that, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I feel like that Shaq and Kobe team is the only team that I ever looked at and was like, 
yeah, they might, they might pass Mike. They might get seven or eight rings. Like I really believe that they had that opportunity. Also, Shaq played eight seasons with the Lakers. He won three titles there. They went to yeah. another finals. Like he, he put in some time there. It's not like he was KD. And so yeah. I, I get that part of it, but it's, it's a, it's a similar situation where it's talking about leadership and a, a teammate you don't like and like all this stuff. Yeah. Um, one year ago, one year ago, beginning of August, ESPN did a survey of a bunch of NBA scouts and executives and people around the league, and they voted on a bunch of different things. And one of these things, this is, I brought this up, not Pat. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> they voted on the worst move of that offseason, of last offseason. Who, Who was it, Nick? The most votes was DeMar DeRozan. He got three votes. Westbrook only got two votes as the worst move of the offseason. Count it up. DeRozan last year was ninth in MVP. Is DeRozan higher or lower in MVP next year? And uh, let's just rub it into these scouts' faces a little bit more. Uh, yeah, uh, I do believe he'll be lower in MVP voting next year because I think a healthy Zach Levine, a healthy Lonzo Ball, Ayo Desumu taking a step, hopefully Patrick Williams also taking a step, guys like that. I think they take on more of the scoring load. DeMar was asked to do a lot. Like It was like, uh, I came here with a team and half you guys are dead now. So... <laughs> I have to score now. Now I have to put up 40 consistently. But yeah, um, to, to everybody who voted on him being the worst free agent signing <laughs> of the offseason, um, one, you were wrong. Two, you couldn't have been watching him at all in San Antonio, which is what cracks me up about a lot of these big shows that have to talk about everybody at once. Because it's like, you're not watching Spurs games with DeMar DeRozan. Let's not act like you're tuning in for 42 of these a year. <laughs> like, yeah, and like, if anything, to me, last year, that move was going to be, it's going to be a great regular season move, and they're going to have some problems in the playoffs. And they did, right? Like, that's just sort of what it came down to. Like, there's there's yeah. no part of me that said, oh, that's going to be just a bad move for them. It's not going to work. There's maybe a chance where I thought, I don't know if there's enough shots to go around, but they made it work. Yeah, and and I think that the the part that people forget, right, is Lonzo Ball is the biggest difference maker in all of that, him being healthy. Mm. When he was healthy, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan were the best scoring duo in the fourth quarter for a solid 35 games of the season, uh, both averaging about 26 and 28 points a game. Mm. I think they led the NBA in the fourth quarter points for a little while there. They were the Kings of the fourth together. So like I, you know, it it's, but it spoke to everything that DeMar was doing in San Antonio. Like he wasn't scoring at that, at that level, but he was distributing better. He was allowing his teammates to get involved more. Why would we think that that wouldn't work with a guy that shoots the three ball almost at 40%? According to The Athletic, there's a report that Darvin Ham, the new coach of the Lakers, will have more power to bench Russell Westbrook down the stretch of games next year. Count it up. Westbrook will play more clutch time or sit more in clutch time. Count it up. Um, I'm going to say play more in clutch time. I think they'll, they've added some really nice to me role player pieces um, to kind of make that team more of what that team needs. Now, LeBron will still have the ball in his hand majority of the time, which will make Russ an off ball player, which is terrible. And then I don't <laughs> agree with that. Like, I don't I don't agree with that. But um, I do believe that Russell Westbrook still brings a value to the game. And I think that with players that are more. Uh, uh, um, fit to his style 
he'll be able to find some time to play in those clutch moments, even if it's just right. Like LeBron's playing at the four in this moment because we want to go with a small ball lineup. And so, Russ, we're going to put you out here with three other guys that actually can shoot the ball and you just facilitate it. Please don't take that bank shot. I thought you'd take the bait, and I thought you'd go with he would he would sit more in, in clutch time. But look at the rest of this Lakers team. I mean, who else are they going to play in some of these games? There are games yeah. when Westbrook is playing, I mean, decent, putting up numbers and can drive past guys and still contribute. Like some of these other Lakers guys. I, is Kendrick Nunn ever going to play? There's a report today that he still hasn't been cleared for five-on-five basketball activities. Like I don't know if that guy's ever going to play again. Like I believe he's got <laughs> the same injury as Lonzo Ball, so it didn't make me feel better. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but Darvin Ham, he's gonna sit him more. So we'll see. We'll see the first time that happens. That's gonna be a Darvin Ham's gonna be playing again. That's gonna, that's gonna be a big deal. Serge Ibaka on his Instagram shared a five-step skincare routine. Skincare is very important, very important for men and women. But his skincare routine included a toilet paper mask, which made me think that it might be a joke. But then he actually went through the rest of his skincare routine. Five steps, though. Count it up. Count it up. More steps in his skincare routine or more points scored per game next year for Serge Ibaka? <laughs> Last well, year- first things first, whenever you say Serge Ibaka shared something on on the internet, I instantly get nervous because the skincare is not the worst thing he's ever no, it's shared. The, it's the making the people internet. eat snakes and the kitchen stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, <laughs> I'm still going to give him credit because he's just so tall that he'll stumble his way into eight points a game. (laughs) He's only got to get to 5.1. Like, it really doesn't have to be that. I'm going to say he's going to have more points than the skincare (laughs) routine. But the problem is the skincare routine can always pivot and more steps can be added. Uh, he's just got to catch somebody underneath the basket three times a game that just it gets enthralled by this glowingness of his skin so he can just dunk <laughs> it, right? Like, that's all he's got to do at that point. Run up on defense? <laughs> this guy is beautiful. Oh, <laughs> that is a beautiful man right there. Wait, did he just dunk on me? <laughs> LeBron James, have you heard of him? He's close to a bunch of records next year. Somebody on Reddit went through a whole bunch of them and said how close he is. He's like really close to passing Kareem. I didn't realize like how close he is to passing Kareem yeah. uh, in points. He's like 13,000 points away or no, 1,300 points away 1300, yeah. from passing 13, Kareem. 13,000 is a lot. Yeah. Um, if he plays 80 games, he could average 16 and a half points a game and pass Kareem next year. Yeah. Now, here's my, count it up. here's my count it up. If he averages 22 points a game. He'll do it in 60 games. If he averages 30 points a game, he'll do it in 44 games. So count it, count up. it up. Will LeBron James pass Kareem in 60 games or 40 games? Which one? Closer to which number? I'm going to say closer to 40 because we, me and you were having the conversation before we got on here. Listen, I think that that Lakers team has more pieces to go to, but LeBron's still the best the best scorer on yeah. that team at 30 this points point. a game last year. <laughs> I think it'll be close to the 40. I think it'll be a little above 40. I don't know if LeBron averages 30 points a game. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I, I, it's tough to give him the benefit of the doubt, but, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say, AD will play more than two games next season. So, uh, um, <laughs> better than 18% from three, you know what I mean? So I, I think that that'll make a big difference in, uh, him averaging 30 a game, but I do think he's still a 25 plus point a game guy. So I'd, I'd say closer to closer to 40. 
Yeah, and just who else is going to score on this team? Like it's 44 games. He's going to do it. I'm going to I think I'm going to call it. He's going to do it in 44 games. It's going to be like right in the middle that's, of the season. That's a good number. Yeah, that's a good number. It's 30 points. He that. just has to average 30 points a game and he gets it in 44 games. That's it. Uh somebody <laughs> That's else- it. Just 30 <laughs> points a game in the NBA. That's it. <laughs> He's been doing it since <laughs> He's been doing it since 2004. I think you and I were in middle school in 2004. Legitimately. (laughs) He's still doing it. We have houses now. We have families. (laughs) I'm successful. 2004, me watching LeBron would have never thought I'd be successful. Look at this. Printing out like like players' pictures because I was like ranking them on and printing them out. Like that's what I was doing back in 2004. Were you you the cutout guy? I was the cutout guy. Cutout. I'd I'd try to like cut it out perfectly so that you can like stick oh, it on the wall like from espn magazine you yeah, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah i was the cutout guy it wasn't the, the sad part was it was like bulls players so it's just like ben gordon and kirk heinrich in those very baggy shorts that they were wearing back in the day it was a sad time for me <laughs> uh last one here somebody else on reddit posed this question i thought it was so good peak dwight howard or Joel Embiid right now, who would you rather have? Count it up. <laughs> right now, though? Right, right now, though? Right now in today's NBA. Right now, give me uh, uh, Joel Embiid, because Joel Embiid fits today's NBA. Mm. So it, it's an, that's an easy one for today's NBA, right? Like, Dwight Howard in his prime couldn't make a shot outside of but, five feet. But Dwight was Dwight is Rudy Gobert that can catch. <laughs> yeah, but, like... <laughs> You're also, I'm assuming the rest of the team's coming with him. Like, can I give him Rondo in his prime as well? Or do I got to give him Jameer Nelson? Like, that's a that's oh, a difference. We, we do not besearch Jameer Nelson on this podcast. <laughs> Led the Dallas Mavericks to the number one offense before the Rondo trade. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, it's a big difference if I got, like, one of the, a great point guard all time. I'll take Luca passing him the ball. If I could put him with Luca in today's right. NBA, Luca's playing with yes. either of them. Would you rather take Embiid or how or Dwight Howard? Ooh, I might take Dwight just because Luca would be freaky in that pick and, and roll. And I think Dwight's a better defender. Like Joel's really good, but I think Dwight yeah. was just like Dwight's just an all time defender back there. And ooh, the the oop would be ridiculous. The alley, the the pick and roll with Luca and like I know there's people right now just like, are you kidding me right now? You would take Dwight over Joel Embiid. I yeah. I forget I would, how yeah. good Dwight was defensively. <laughs> he only went to a finals. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Embiid hasn't done that yet. There you go. That's Lockdown NBA guys. Go make your second list in Lockdown Bulls. What are you guys talking about this week? Oh man, we got into breaking down. The Bulls have already started running five on fives together. <laughs> oh, get that chemistry in the offseason. Hey, what does hey, it mean? Hey. Technically, technically, you're not supposed to. Uh, Billy Donovan's there, too. So, Ooh. like, no plays are getting run, but run, run number six, run number six. It's a pro no am. It's a pro am. It's a pro am. <laughs> uh, Lockdown Mavs as well. We've been doing a bunch of what ifs. We've been talking about um, what the Mavs are going to look like next year. There's all kinds of good stuff on Lockdown Mavs. Go check it out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom!